Today, we're starting a brand new series entitled Red Zone. Red Zone. If you know anything about football, you know that there's 20 yards right before the end zone called the red zone. And every team, their focus is if we can just get to the red zone, we have a greater likelihood of getting in the end zone. In the same way, in our faith life, God wants us to get in the red zone, to be aligned with him. Because if we can get in the red zone with him, we're more likely to step foot and score points in our life and advance the king's agenda. But I suspect that many of you, when you look back at 2020, you feel like you stayed in the red zone and you never got in the end zone. You feel like you never scored any points all last year. Well, I want to encourage you today. I want to suggest to you that last year was not a regular season game. You're actually playing a scrimmage game. For you see, 2020 was the preseason. And the preseason is all about preparation and not about points. When you're in the preseason, the whole focus is development. The coach looks at the players and wants to know, how is the player doing? They want to know, is the player healthy? Are they strong? Can they advance the ball? Preparation is so important. So I want you to have hope today that 2020 was preseason for you. But I want to suggest to you that possibly God is preparing you for something that he has for you in this year or next year. So don't lose hope if you feel like you lost last year because the truth is you didn't. God was preparing you for something he has prepared for you. Now during this season, now during this series, Red Zone, we're going to be looking at the book of Joshua. We're going to look at the nation of Israel, so I want to invite you to open up your Bible. Open up your Bible app, open up your Westville wrap to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to look at the story of the nation of Israel as they went from the wilderness and as they stepped into the promised land. They, uh, just to give you a little bit of context about the nation of Israel at this point, uh, if you go back to the book of Exodus, you discover that the nation of Israel had been in captivity for 400 years. God saw the difficulty that they had been experiencing. He sent Moses and said, go back and rescue the people. So Moses went in front of the Pharaoh and said, let my people go. As you remember, it took 10 plagues and then they were able to exit and step into the wilderness. But they were only supposed to be in the wilderness 40 days, but they got stuck and they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. The reason why is that they didn't listen to the promise of God and they got scared so they got stuck. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck where you're at. Be willing to listen to the coach of your life. Be willing to listen to God. He has a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants to advance you. He wants to move you forward if you're willing to allow him to prepare you for what he has prepared for you. But then there arrived a, mo a moment when leadership transferred from Moses to Joshua. And at that moment, God said, now it's time. Now it's time to step into the game. Now it's time to advance. It's time to step into the promised land. I want to declare to you, this is what I sense in my heart, that God is saying to us that preseason is over. That practices are over. 
that God is going to move us into the game. So today I want to challenge you, get in the game, get ready, step into what God has for you. He has a plan and a purpose. He wants to advance the ball. He wants to get you in the game and then get you in the red zone so this year and next year you can score and advance in your life. But once you get in the game, I want to challenge you to throw for the end zone. Now, I love football, and I love watching the sport. And one of the things that I notice is that one of the plays that a lot of teams do right at the very beginning of the, of the game is they will throw for the end zone. Why? Because they have the entire game to see if they can advance the ball. But often what will happen is they'll throw for the end zone right at the very beginning. Can I tell you what's in my heart today? I believe that we can throw the ball into the end zone this month if not even today, I want you to get your heart ready for what God has for you. Are you ready to throw the ball into the end zone this year? Allow God to stir something up within you. There's a fire in my spirit about what God can do and will do. Get ready. Get prepared. Get ready for what he has for you. Go for the goal. Go for what God has for you. Hold nothing back. So I want to invite you, join me in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Let's look at the word of God together. This is what it says. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready. Say, get ready. To cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. God was going to enlarge their territory. They're going to step from the wilderness into the promised land. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. God declared these words to the nation of Israel. And I have a belief in my heart that he's declaring those same words to us today. He wants to speak something into your life and says, get in the red zone. Listen to what I have to say to you. I want you to advance the ball. I want you to advance my, my agenda, not someone else's agenda, not someone else's, someone else's focus, but mine and mine alone. Be willing to allow him to advance you into the red zone. So today, if you want to throw for the end zone, number one, get ready. Get ready. Joshua 1, verses 2 and 6 says this. Now then, you and all these people, that includes you, that includes your marriage, that includes your family, that includes anyone who is affiliated with you. If you're following the will of God, he'll advance you. Get ready to cross the Jordan River, river into the land I'm about to give to them to the Israelites. And then he says this, be strong and courageous. Some of you need to tuck that in your heart. You've allowed fear to exist in your heart for way too long and God's saying, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Some of you need to repeat that in your heart. Be strong and courageous. God's going to empower you to be strong and courageous. But we must be willing to submit to God and say, prepare me. 
where you see preseason is about preparation and not about points. It's about diagnosis and development. When you look at the preseason in football, what ends up happening is the coaches are looking at the different players. And these are the questions they're asking. Is the player healthy? Are they strong? Do they have any weaknesses? Do they have any injuries? Are, do they have any bad habits in how they play the game? Do they have stamina? Do they understand the playbook? In the same way, God is that coach diagnosing what's happening in our own life. In fact, he's that coach. Many of you played sports, whether in high school or maybe some of you in college, maybe intramurals. He's that coach that makes you run gassers and wall sits and burpees and band squats to get you ready. And right when you're done with that exercise, he says again. He says again and again. Now, I've watched players for a long time. And what I often hear, I could remember in high school. I remember the players that were running gassers in, in the basketball court. And they were often grumbling at the coach. They're saying, man, the coach, he's so hard on us. He's always making us run. We're always so tired. But when it made a difference was when they were in the game. It makes a difference. The preparation makes a difference in our life. For you see, when it comes to the fourth quarter, and that team, your team, has more energy in the tank than the other team, guess what? You can keep going. I believe that God wants to empower you and make you stronger in this year so that you can withstand the attack of the enemy and so that you can make sure to get in the goal zone, get in the end zone in this year, that you can keep going all the way to the end of the game. God wants to empower you to move you forward. Can you agree that 2020 was God saying again? There was a toilet paper shortage and then again. Virtual school, again. Lockdown, again. Challenging circumstance, again. Why? Because he's committed to prepare you for what he has prepared for you. God wanted to highlight the areas that needed attention in your life. When we stepped into quarantine, what it was all about is he wanted to know, are you living a life of integrity? Is your family healthy? Is your marriage strong? Are you still committed to God even when a pandemic hits? Are you willing to continue the disciplines of getting in God's word and praying when the church closes? God is checking all of us to make sure we have the appropriate disciplines in this season so that we can thrive and go the distance in the next season he has for us. Preparation is so important to God that he modeled preparation in his own life. When Jesus came to earth, Guess what? He stepped into a season of preparation. He spent 30 years preparing himself for three years of ministry. That's a 10 to 1 ratio. He was so focused on being fruitful in his ministry here on earth that he took 30 years to prepare himself. The Bible says that he grew in wisdom and in stature with God and with man so that when he stepped into the assignment, he was able to be fruitful. God wants to prepare us, but sometimes he makes us wait. Joshua had to wait 45 years from the first time he stepped in as a spy to the next time he stepped in to finally take the promised land. He was 85 when he finally stepped into the promised land. If you're in the last season of your life and you feel like you still haven't made an impact, here's the good news. God still has a purpose for you because God doesn't look at age or ability but availability. He wants to know, are you available to me? 
Are you willing to still say yes with the energy and the focus that you have? It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter the disabilities. It doesn't matter the struggles that you have. All God is saying is, are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to be available to God? Because if you're available, he can use you. So in this season, trust the coach of your life. Trust Jesus Christ. Be available to him. Say yes to him. Let him prepare you. The way he wants you to get prepared is he wants you to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Strength is about physical strength. It's about mental strength. It's about your ability to have good thinking patterns and to good have, have good emotional habits. God wants us to focus on that in our development. But then he wants us to have courage. And courage is the willingness to keep going when things are hard. That's what God is cultivating in us. He wants us to have the courage to keep going. For you see, the enemy is going to keep coming after us. But we have to be a people of faith who are willing to say, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to advance the kingdom of God. I'm going to advance the agenda of God. No matter what comes against me. No matter what happens in the culture. No matter what culture or anyone says about faith in Jesus Christ, we can still advance because we're strong and courageous. So in this season, don't ask for an easier fight. Ask God to make you stronger. The enemy's going to keep coming after us. But the Bible says that when the enemy steps in, like a flood, the Holy Spirit raises a banner against him. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, Accomplish your purpose here. Accomplish it in my life. Make me stronger. Make me more courageous so that I can advance what you have for me. And that's my prayer for all of you. That God would make you strong and courageous so you can accomplish what he's put before you. He knows what's ahead. He knows the challenges we're going to face. And he's preparing us so we can step in the fight and we can make a difference. This is what Jeremiah 12.5 says. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near Jordan? God knows what's coming. Get prepared. Get ready. Say yes to him. Trust the coach. He can advance you. Number two, to throw for the end zone in 2021, hold on to the promise. Hold on to the promise. Verse 3 says this, I will give you, give you every place. Say every place. Every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. God has promised some things to you. I want you to think back, maybe to last year, maybe five years ago, maybe ten years ago. Maybe you're waiting for the fulfillment of a promise. Maybe you're waiting to see your children who are far from God say yes to God. Hold on to the promise. Because he who has spoken it is faithful. You can trust the promiser. Because his word is true. His word is faithful. He's not man. He doesn't lie. He always tells the truth. If God said it, he will do it. Let me say it again. If God said it, he will do it. He will accomplish it. God's promises, they never expire. The problem we have is that God takes his time. God always takes his time. He's never in a hurry, but he's always on time. He will always accomplish and fulfill the promise at the perfect moment. We just need to get prepared. We need to hold on to the promise. We need to trust in him. Many of us, were looking at the promises of other people and saying, this is where we lie our hope in. Our hope is in Jesus and Jesus, Jesus alone. His word is true and faithful. We can hold fast to this word because it's good. It'll help us. 
So if you want to hold on to the promise, trust the coach and commit to the plan. Commit to the plan. Often what happens at the very beginning of the year, people make resolutions. And resolutions are just commitments we make to ourselves about what we're going to do. We're going to lose weight, finally. We're going to eat more healthy, finally. And then we go to the party and there's cake and there's ice cream. And then there's cupcakes and all the things. God's inviting us to not make resolutions, but to make promises. Because promises are commitments we make to other people. It's saying, I will do this. I will fulfill it. But God actually takes it one step further. He doesn't make commitments. He makes covenants. And covenants are unbreakable promises, irrevocable promises. In fact, God intends for marriage to be an irrevocable covenant. If you're in a place where your marriage is falling apart, hold fast to the covenant. You made a covenant to your spouse. You made a covenant before God. Honor it. Honor that covenant. Ask him to help you. Ask him to strengthen you so that you can fulfill that covenant. Every promise, every covenant begins with I will. Say it with me. I will. Say it from your heart. I will. I will. Here's my question. This year, what commitments will you make? Not resolutions. What commitments will you make? I'm going to suggest a couple here for you. This year, I will change my family legacy. This year, I will step into God's word and grow, grow deeper in my faith with him. This year, we as a family will get closer as a family. We will go deeper with God. We will reach out to others who are far from God. There's this one commitment that many of us know, and if you know it, say it with me. It's in Joshua 24, 15, where the nation of Israel says, As for me and my household, say it with me, we will serve the Lord. That's a commitment. That's a promise. And the thing about this type of commitment and covenant is we're willing to move anything and everything around in our life to make sure we fulfill it. Do everything you need to do to put God front and center and first and number one in your life. If you're willing to do that, you'll see him advance and accomplish the promises. If you promise to follow him, he'll promise to accomplish the promises he's made to you. The most important covenant promise that we can make is to say yes to Jesus. To welcome him into our life. To say, I will let you be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I've just been thinking about this all week as I prepared for this moment. Is that there's some of you, you don't know Jesus. But you know you need to know him. And so today I want to create an environment where you can experience God. So I'm going to invite you to stand. Those of you who are here in the room and even online, lean into this moment. Put your phone down. Put every distraction down. This is a moment that God wants to have with you. He's wanting to advance you. He's wanting you to move forward with him. He wants to take you from the red zone into the end zone. But the only way you can do that is by trusting in Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. And saying yes to Jesus is as easy as A, B, C. It's A, acknowledging that you need a Savior and that you want Him to be Lord. B, it's believing in your heart that He died on the cross to rescue you from uh, eternal condemnation and to give you eternal life. 
And then see, confessing with your mouth, but from your heart, saying, I will make you Lord and Savior of my life. So I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to invite you to have a moment with God. Some of you who are here or maybe watching online, you feel a tug in your heart and you don't understand what that is. That's God speaking to you. He's saying, I want to carry you into the end zone, but you need to trust in me. I'm a good coach. I'll always lead you the right way. Some of you, you've been off on your own path. You've gone your own direction. And he's saying, come back to me. He's saying, come back to me. The word of God says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. But often what happens is we're saying, God, where are you? But what we haven't realized is that we've wandered away from him. Come back to him. Recommit to him. Maybe some of you, you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've heard about him. You've heard the good news, but you never said yes. This is your moment. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to step from the red zone into the end zone. So on the count of three, if you're here and you want to say yes to Jesus, I want to invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes. I see hands all across the auditorium. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Up in the balcony, I see you. Yes. Yes. Dozens of hands. This is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. I want you to say this from your heart. Make a commitment. Make a covenant. Be willing to say yes to God. So I'm going to invite all of us with every head bowed, every eye closed to say this prayer with me. We're going to make a covenant commitment before God. Say this. Say, Jesus, I need you. 2020 was hard. But I realize you're preparing me. Today I choose to say yes to you. I will make you Lord and Savior of my life. Lead my life. Forgive my sin. Take me from the red zone into the end zone. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, welcome to the team. Welcome to the family of God. Now you can step into the end zone because he's leading your life. And if you made that decision today, I want to invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. We want to encourage you in your faith walk. We want to help you advance. But you don't have to wait till next week or next month to step into the end zone. Today you can step in the end zone. I want to give you one final thought. Today, take back the land. Take back the land. Verses 3 through 6 says this. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Some of you need to tuck these promises in your heart. God promised this this, uh, land, the promised land to Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. Then they spent 400 years in Egypt. And during that time, the enemy invaded and took the land that was theirs. They had to step back in and fight the enemy back. 
Many of you, you felt like in this past year that the enemy came in and stole your territory. He stole your peace. He stole your joy. He stole your freedom. He stole your sleep. He stole your health. He stole all that you have. Well, I want to I just speak this into your heart. God is stepping in to reverse the call. He's going to give back everything that the enemy has stolen, and he's going to give you even more. He's going to allow you to step into the promised land. I want to remind you that the red zone is in enemy territory, but God's going to give you success. He's going to allow you to step into the end zone because he who makes a promise is faithful to complete it. These are the promises he made to them, and he's making to us today. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Wherever you set your foot and God has ordained it, you're going to be able to take possession of that land. You're going to have spiritual authority to step into what God has for you. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. If you align with God, he'll always stand with you. Be willing to stand with him because he'll stand with you. Church, we don't need to align to anyone else. We need to align to the king and the king alone. And if we do, he'll stand with us and he'll fight for us. As I was with Moses and with Joshua and with Jesus and with Paul and with Peter and all the greats of faith that came before us, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I don't know about you, but this gets me so amped that God, if he is for us, who can be against us? And so today, I want to challenge you to step into the red zone. Maybe for some of you, you need to come up to the altar and you just need to have a moment with the king. You need to let him pour into you. You need to let him say, just don't stay in the red zone. Step into the end zone. Some of you, you need to take a step forward. Maybe symbolically, that's what you need to do. Say, God, I'm willing to let you lead me. I'm willing to step forward. Our team's going to lead us in worship. And if you want God to lead you in 2021, our altars are open. Just come on up and worship the king. Let's discover that he's going to get us into our purpose in 2021. He's good. Let's trust him.